Hello, hello, and welcome back to version 0.4 of Elon's Backlog, the working title until we find a better one. And in the studio with me today, like Spadial Audio takes you listening to another dimension, is Oscar. It's quite a description there. <laughs> awesome to be here, CK, with you, the man, the myth, the legend. At least one of those things is true, and let the listeners find out which one. Yes, True. And uh, how you been? Uh, have you been to McDonald's since our last recording? No, as I said, new year, new me. So I'm trying to be healthy. Haven't made it to McDonald's just yet, but some of our users have been, and I think we've, or our listeners rather, have got some nice feedback, haven't we? Yeah, it's it's good. It's good. It's starting to starting to work. And um, so, uh, what was the first feedback that you got? I think it was quite interesting. Someone. A super fan, uh, let's call him she shall remain nameless uh, as of now, has shared with us some feedback that in the US, McDonald's has actually tried something with uh, license plates and drive throughs So uh, we did some research around that. Yeah. So we thought we came up with a new feature and it's already been done before, basically. As it, as it usually is, you know. I guess what they did around there is um, uh, a, few, a few versions, but the one I found particularly interested is that they have some drive-throughs in the U.S. where you have touch screens where you can order as opposed to speaking to a microphone. And I guess the with the consumer's um, um, approval, they basically tie the license plate to a consumer and then uh, use the AI to um, suggest menu items on the touch screen and personalize the offering a little bit. So quite an interesting one. And that's live today or was it a pilot? I think it was a pilot a few years back, at least from from the quick research that I did. That was I found. Um, haven't seen anything like that live as of now. No, and I haven't seen it as well. And so I think uh, any of our global listeners, if you ever sort of see features that we haven't, uh, you know, that we're not aware of, do let us know. Like that, super useful. And um, I think on this example, um, it might be that they were very early days trying a feature. And sometimes timing is everything, you know, like Facebook was not the first social network. Uber was not the first cab ordering app. Um, so it might be that it was just bad timing, um, but maybe they're now ready. Now they've heard this podcast, right? <laughs> right. Uh, I'll be adding this to the dinosaurs learning. Yeah. <laughs> and um, what about on the, the website on eonsbacklog.com? Yeah, there's been some, some interesting suggestions as well uh, from, from some of our uh, listeners. There is two. The one that sticks out is uh, splitting the orders. I thought that was an interesting one. Do you want to elaborate more on that? I saw this as well. So this is sounds like a great feature as well. Um, isn't it just super annoying when if there's a group of you in the car, they then chuck everything in one bag? And so the listener's suggestion is why in the app can't you have like bag one or bag two? Or just up, put the items in different bags. Makes super sense to me. Makes sense. I think it's the other aspect is kind of the environmental uh, element here as well. If you want to split your order into 10 bags of like the fries go in here, the Coke or, or the, the, the apple pie goes in here and the hamburger goes in here uh, versus you've got to have some sensibility, I guess. But definitely a very cool idea. Okay, and, I, and of I, course like, I like the fact that that our listeners are being active, suggesting their own uh, improvements. 
Indeed. And it's uh, actually not just our listeners doing uh, um, asking for improvements or suggesting them. I saw on Twitter um, a chap called Elon Musk, uh, who shares his name with his podcast, actually, um, was asking his followers on how to improve Twitter. And um, it just, um, you know, Elon, if you're um, listening, just like all the users, you can go to the website elonsbacklog.com. You can suggest apps to uh, to be considered for our future recordings so there you go there you go and then what's going to happen if this app will be picked by us if it's the chosen one um we'll then review it as part of the first uh um yeah first half of the podcast uh we'll pick the top three hits or misses features we like and unlike and particularly today we'll call them chart toppers or floppers um, and then we'll also suggest our gold, silver, and bronze ideas to make the app better, introduce some new features, improvements uh, that can serve as backlog items for the product owners and product managers of the corresponding app. Terrific. And uh, listeners, um, head to elonsbacklog.com where you can give a thumbs up or down to our ideas. Or, as we said, you can add your own. And um, Because whilst it may appear we do know everything, we certainly don't. Cat, awkward, silence. Okay, and um, uh, so since um, our last recording, have you had any apps, Oscar, that you've uh, been using? Of course, I, ha I have been using some apps. Um, uh, in the meantime, indeed, I did go on vacation, go skiing in the Alps, and I nice. did have quite a mm -hmm. moment there. Um, so obviously, if you, if you go skiing, some of you might know, some of you might not, you need to get a ski pass. Um, I think it's, it's a few companies that provide them around the world. Like it's a, it's a very standardized approach, but then you scan it to get onto the lifts, right? To get up the mountain. And so what this app offers, it's called ski line. Um, it's connected to those passes because each one of them gets a unique ID and uh -huh. basically you then download the app. They also have, also have that website for it. You can enter your unique ID from your pass and it'll have all the statistics on it. So it'll tell you, you went up on 30 lifts today. These are the exact lifts that you went up at this time. Um, it will tell you how many vertical meters you've lost or if you skied down based on the lifts you've taken and like the order of which you've taken them. So it gives you some enhanced statistics. Um, and yeah, it does cover it for a few regions across a few countries in the Alps and maybe even more uh, from resorts where you can use it. And what's also cool about it is that resorts can create their own challenges around it. So like the resorts can say, you know, like we call it challenge X, Y, Z. You need to ski or you need to take this lift, this lift, this lift, this lift in that order or not in particular order. And if you do it within one day, then you get a badge on the app. And then some nice. ski resorts uh -huh. go an extra step and they say, like, if you if you completed this challenge and you signed up, you register your card, uh, then you can enter for a prize to win a week long skiing trip with hotel and so on. So pretty cool. Uh, uh experience like a yeah companion let's say nice i have used a ski app in the past which would record your trails as you go down and i found that pretty nice with the stats but i think combining it with the lifts passes probably just gives that better data set and uh okay and uh, cool. it's, it's quite interesting yeah, because when you sign up then you you consent that all your personal details will be shared with the resort and, and the extent the list that you need to provide is like your first name last name date of birth gender so I think they, on the other hand, get a pretty good um, uh, view of who their audience is, as opposed to nameless people buying ski passes and not knowing who to target to. Uh -huh. that's, that's the real reason. 
Okay, good. Um, from my side, uh, one funny one. I was playing around with the iPhone, and then I found this um, uh, in the, the accessibility uh, features. You can actually broadcast your Apple Watch onto your iPhone. Did you know this? No. So like you can the screen on the iPhone. Correct, and then you can control your watch via the iPhone. So if you need to like customize and like set it up, um, yeah, you can just do it on your iPhone rather than having to, if you've got a smaller watch, and it's a bit annoying. Uh, yeah, what as you, like, why do you have a watch altogether? No. <laughs> yeah, but it's just like Apple has these kind of clever innovations, and they just don't ever tell you, right? You know, I think sometimes sometimes some of the best of Apple stuff is all hidden away in the accessibility and control center. Quite interesting. With the new Mac update, also they allow you to use your iPhone as a webcam, right? So that will be. Uh, I haven't. I haven't tried that. Have you? No, no. I just saw a pop up coming up, but I haven't actually set it up yet. But certainly, cool connectivity around the devices. Yeah. Uh, speaking of Apple, I did get an M2 since we last uh, spoke, and um, yeah, it's a beautiful device. So highly recommend anyone in that area. Anyway, let's. Um, Get on with the show, Oscar. So what are we reviewing today? Today's theme is music, and we'll actually get to review a few apps, one of them being Spotify and the other one, Apple Music. Let's do it. Excellent. Let's do it. All right. So two apps today. Why is that? We have done something similar already for maps, but uh, yeah, both CK and I are, are vivid music listeners. However, we chose different platforms. So while CK prefers Spotify, I do rely on Apple Music. Hence, we wanted to compare them a little bit to each other and uh, provide you a more comprehensive overview uh, in that niche particularly. So that's music. Of course, there's more streaming apps um, out there or, or platforms. So Let's see if we get to review some of them in the future, maybe as well. But today, the focus is on Apple Music and Spotify. I like this one because it will be maybe that Spotify has some features that Apple Music doesn't have, or vice versa. So maybe I get to learn something too. Certainly, uh, I think. But before we go into the detail, uh, what's your history of music, Oscar? Like, uh, did you ever buy a vinyl, a CD? <laughs> no, no vinyls, but I had a CD. I had a lot of CDs, um, obviously for the car, like with my parents back in the school days. But also, I had a like a radio with a CD player uh, in my home, in my in my room, and I oh, also wow. had a CD, like a portable CD player with batteries. You know, like the disc, the, 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 the music. So the discman. The discman. It? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and, right. and even before that, when I was when I was way when I was way younger, then even there we used to have the cassettes. Is that what they called the little ones, the tapes? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm even familiar with those and like the little packages there. So. Ah, nice. The um, with, with the discman, was it that if you like tilted it more than five degrees, then the CD would start like skipping. <laughs> it was a big thing when they launched like the discman it was like it it was never a good experience you know and that's why i think they then did the mini disc so uh what, what was MP3s. your first experience before digital or before, before I, I remember i i remember getting the bus into town and going and buying a vinyl cd a vinyl cd a vinyl <laughs> song 
right? And then you would then pay £3.50 or whatever it was and then get the bus back and then listen to it. <laughs> and then uh, at home, exactly. So, uh, yeah, so I still actually have a lot of that vinyl, which I first uh, first bought. And then obviously uh, CDs and then, um, yeah, Napster. If uh, Did you ever get into Nap- Napster? No, I never, I never use it. But of course, with like the whole Facebook uh, story and like and the, the book and the movie back in the days, there was some intersection with Napster, right? At least in terms of like the, the investors, was it the investors? Yeah, it was Sh- Sean Parker, I think. Uh, yeah, Sean because at at, the, at that time, and it was just incredible. You could just select a song, and then it would just arrive on your computer. Like it was amazing technology. I mean, it was just the legalities weren't quite there, but that's you know that was the disruptor that suddenly woke the music industry up. And I think that sort of sets us up for Spotify and Apple. For sure. But like at that time also, I then switched to the USB, like the flash, uh, music players, flash drive music, like the one you'll plug in into the USB uh, port and then just drop your MP3 files and listen to them for that one. I just remembered now I used to have one of those as well. Yeah. I had a Sony one, which was pretty good because at the time I was still very PC and not, Apple and so the iPod just seemed to be too restrictive at that time. You know, like the the big iPods, you had to you know have it was very you had to have the very old version. Oh, now we're going back in time to of, of what was Apple Music called? I, iTunes, iTunes, iTunes. iTunes yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, and you know, I, whereas on the on the PC, like Winamp and these other things, which were good for all your MP3s. And I just remember also back in the day, it would take like 30 minutes or so to just download an MP3, right, on a 56K modem. And you're like, this is never going to take off. Why would anyone want to go through the pain of having to download a song for half an hour? Um, and I think that's another lesson learned. If we're going into that corner, that you shouldn't ever put hardware limitations or uh, speed limitations in the way of when building your product, right? Because there will be faster devices and, you know, there will be, 3g 4g 5g you know to allow you to do things which you didn't think or might not be possible today so there's another one another pro tip interesting yeah no for sure and then i think and then also at some point youtube came around and then you know like all these like youtube to mp3 converters that was a thing as well yeah i think um you know it just shows you know the demand that people want to have the music um you know how they like it and um, I think, you know, one of the challenges of digital is all these like, you know, restrictions on, 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 on tracks. And that was, again, just before in that zone, before we then went on to streaming that, you know, and do you own a track that you, that you purchase or not? You know? Yeah, it's an interesting discussion. I think we can, a whole separate podcast can be done about that one. <laughs> well, you mentioned streaming. Can you name as many streaming services as possible in one go? today the ones like the ones that i the ones that i pay for (laughs) so i have i mean we have uh so obviously uh spotify i do pay for apple music i think it's you know part of my bundle of uh, apple stuff uh soundcloud is another one i like uh with youtube it was red i think youtube then they renamed it youtube music um which i have which i don't use um uh, beatport which is a great uh, site for getting uh, uh, like DJ tracks, um, so I like that. I like that one because you actually can. It's not streaming, but you can like buy the songs and uh, it goes to the artist. Right. 
Have I missed any that you... Uh... Title I had also. I'm not using it in particular, but I have had, have heard about it, let's say, and, uh, and also like the, the quality of the music there and so on. I did buy Title when that Spadial Audio... Was it Spadial? Spadial? Spatial? Do you know? Oh, Spatial? Yeah. <laughs> okay. Um, when Spatial... Is that what it is? <laughs> I, I, don't ask me. Like that's how I always pronounce it in my head. I don't know. Right, copying that shit out. <laughs> <laughs> um, Wait, so let me start with like yeah. Tilde, uh, tiddle is title is the one that I have on my list that you haven't mentioned yet, but I'm not using it myself. I did. Uh, install title when you know this spatial spatial audio uh, came out uh, just because it was like the first time you could really like experience it they were very high quality sound waves but again you're down to the catalog and it wasn't that compelling yeah, yeah i agree and then last but not least is also amazon is in the game as well right with their uh music streaming service I'm not sure exactly what it's called prime music it could be prime music and i think yeah, there's a there's a, I think there's a couple of versions of it, isn't there? There's the the basic version that comes with Prime, or you can pay a couple of bucks more a month for. That's what my Alexa tries to try sell to sell to me. <laughs> Indeed, um, but yeah, Spotify is my one. And uh, so, what about your experience with Apple Music? Uh, when did you start? It's, it's good. I think my experience with streaming services is quite unique and special. Like we talked about the early days, but. At some point, I was using, um, or I bought a Pixel, so around 10 years back or, or nine years, well, something like that. And with that purchase, I also got some um, subscription to Google Play Music. Uh, is that still a thing? Not sure. Um, anyway, I had like a three months for free or even maybe six months for free. And so I signed up to it. And with that, I was listening uh, with Google Play Music for a very long time. Um, then I switched more to to, uh, to Apple devices. I think I still continued using uh, Play Music and a combination of YouTube. But then when Apple Music came around and Apple was like, yo, here's your three months of uh, Apple Music, F- three free months of Apple Music, I'll like sign me up and everything stuck with them. So you can tell me uh, by my behavior, I'm whoever is offering me some free stuff with a device, then I sign up to them to leave the situation. So that's my history there. I'm happy and with you- Apple Music. And do, you, and do you think if it wasn't three months, you wouldn't have switched? So, like, if it was just a one-month offer? No, I, just, I think I still would have tried it out of curiosity. Uh, and then I would probably be too lazy to, to cancel out of it. So, Okay, so they got you. They baited you. They got you took me, the bait. Just like Google got me 10 years ago. Apple has got me a few, was it like last year, a few years back. Yeah, uh, so that's that's my history. But I think and are you the- I, I'll ask you... Go ahead. I was, going to, I was going to say, are you the one person that listens to Beats One or whatever their twenty-four hour radio station is? <laughs> no, and that's we're going to talk about this in 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 a little bit of the features to like and don't like. Um, but let me put it this way: by preparing for this episode, I have discovered Apple Music from a completely new site because <laughs> I'm the type of person. The only features I, I use is like a library of like adding songs to a library. Create a few playlists, which I'm too lazy to do, and then listen to the same songs over and over again. Um, so my like scope is very limited. That could be the same with me because even I've been 
a, a paying customer of Spotify for eight years. Um, and I just use the same three albums pretty much <laughs> on repeat. Um, in when I was thinking of uh, some of the ideas I would want, yeah, the, the, some of these are hidden away. So there's a few gems out there. It, it is. And, and in what situations do you, like top three situations in which you listen to or use Spotify? So uh, typically uh, in the car during the day, um, at work, uh, also probably, um, yeah, anytime traveling, always having, yeah, Spotify pretty a lot, but it, when w it is the same songs on repeat though. <laughs> it is. I think for it's you... the same categories for me, like, or like focusing, relaxing, like background music, maybe in addition to that, but then also you have like partying as well, right? Like if, if, if like you're throwing a house party or like at a house party, Spotify as being a common, common essential that, tool. Yeah, that, that's true, and it is great. Like Christmas, you can like just chuck on, you know, give us a Christmas playlist, and um, it just works for the family. Yeah, so yeah, I guess it just uh, depends on the the season as well, um, and podcasts as well. Uh, there's, I mean, disclaimer <laughs> that this podcast is available on Spotify using the platform that Spotify have paid for. Uh, are you listening to podcasts on? Or... Well, that's the issue. That's the issue with with Apple. It's not an issue per se, but Apple has a special app for podcasts, right? So Apple Music this is purely is... music, but not really because I've discovered something quite interesting, which I'm going to talk about in the top features I like. Um, but yeah, but uh, but but podcast is on the podcast app. Okay, well, why don't we uh, switch over and get into our top features? Let's do it. Okay, so let's get into the top features. Um, I mean, obviously, uh, both services were a game changer in the industry, legalizing streaming, suddenly having no ads and all your music at your fingertips. But what was your first feature that you liked most, Oscar, about Apple Music? I put lyrics. It, it's also tied to a um, to my like ideation phase later, but but it's super cool like how they've done um, uh, lyrics for almost any song in any language. And uh, I don't I don't think Spotify has that right, or maybe they've introduced it quite recently. But at some point, Apple Music used to have it when Spotify didn't have it, at least like in, across my friends. Okay, uh, Spotify does have lyrics. I have seen, but I have never ever used it myself. Is this? I do, do you use it because. Yeah, it's like it's like when the when the song is playing, you can just decide whether you see the playlist of next songs or if you want to see the lyrics. And the lyrics, it's not just like doesn't spit you a whole text right of like top to bottom. It just focuses on the current uh, lyric, and then you can also like jump. You can scroll through the lyrics and jump to a particular place in the song by clicking on that particular uh, um, line in the song. And so, nice. yeah, that's how you. And do you, do you use this when you're like singing in the shower? Well, this is going to come up as one of my features, so <laughs> okay, um... no spoilers yet, or like a little spoiler yet. Uh, we'll talk about that in a second, but I've made a pretty big discovery um, um, there. But yeah, I, I do like the lyrics there. So what about you? I put um, flexibility on so many devices, and I think this is probably what keeps me in the Spotify ecosystem and that hasn't s stopped me switching, because why the hell am I paying more? Um, and... 
the ability that it just had connection in the car is a good example where I was just able to simply log in with my username and password straight in. And then I have the music continued from device to device. It's on my Alexa devices, good trigger word. <laughs> um, it's on, it's, it's on all the devices and that's, uh, you know, just a, a great work by the team there. Interesting. I think with Apple music, it's quite similar. So like I was checking <clears throat> as part of the research it's available in all like, possible and impossible devices there as well so but it's definitely a factor right it's the convenience and, and the laziness of the of the users of just the it has only actually just recently come to tesla in um, the last month actually okay that's interesting i think at least they're starting that relationship apple well, and tesla my car, <laughs> i have it on my phone linking to bluetooth so that's quite easy as well <laughs> <laughs> Okay, so we'll, not yet. Um, and what about for your um, second uh, thing that you liked? Thing you like about? Yeah. Um, yeah, I just said also like within Apple devices, how nice in on, on an iPhone, especially like how nicely it uh, integrates with, you know, the whole ecosystem um, with like a lot of simple things of like like the widgets. I'm sure you, you can do this in Spotify as well, but like the simplicity of the widgets. Um, You've got things like, um, apologies, got things like uh, having it on a lock screen where you can have the album cover like fully expanded and shown in the lock screen. So it's like a little add-on. So it's just like the nice um, usage of it on an Apple device, um, whether it's a MacBook or, um, or 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 the iPhone. But actually on the MacBook, I didn't like the experience uh, as much. But yeah, that will be my second one. And with the dynamic island on the iPhone 14 Pro, you can then like just tap and pause and go to the next song, right? So, Exactly. exactly. Beautiful. Okay. Um, for my second one, there's a new feature I discovered recently called um, Enhance the Playlist. So you might have got your top 25 best songs and then uh, there's like users AI to then recommend other songs into that playlist, sort of like in between songs. It's quite a cool feature. Yeah, and then you can either then keep those songs into into your new playlist. So yeah, uh, I was quite impressed with that feature. Does that exist on Apple Music? Playlists? No, and not to at least not to to the extent I like. But you can you can like love songs, and then like I think it'll recommend you like it will listen to that love tag in particular. Like if you listen to a song and you click on three dots and say love. Um, then, then it will influence your, let's say, recommendations even more than like a normal regular um, um, frequency you listen to a song to. That's only, but I think it's quite interesting the the aspect of uh, playlists in streaming because, like, if you have play, smart playlists, enhanced playlists, shared playlists, which is also something I know from Spotify, albeit not using it, it's like like half the job is like making sure your playlists are uh, great to use and you know have cool features. At the app itself, right? Yeah, and it is funny. You do come across these playlists where someone must have just, in the early days of like Spotify, started the playlist, created a shared one, and now they've got hundreds of thousands of followers. And then they have they have quite a lot of power then to influence and put in songs, <laughs> uh, just because people are lazy and uh, yeah, people are like following manual uh, playlists. Yeah. yeah, but the AI, I think, will take over. And uh, what's a, another feature that you like about Apple Music, Oscar? 
It's the one I haven't been actively using, but uh, one I found out when preparing for this episode is, um, yeah, it's, it's, it's radio. So whilst they don't have podcasts on the uh, on Apple Music, they have all these like radio channels. I'm looking at one, like it's like Hyped is one of them as an example. So they have a host. Uh, it's, it's, it's a dedicated area in the app and then they have uh, episodes. So the count of this particular show is at 113 episodes and you've got a host, you've got some guests coming up. It's themed around a certain music area and it's super cool implemented. Like, because for me, like the interface of playing a song or like a podcast is just like play, pause, fast forward, backwards, volume. Right, and that's it. And like, you don't interact. You see a cover. You don't interact with the this view uh, anymore. But with this radio, what they've done is you've got a host welcoming, welcoming you, speaking a bit, and then it transitions to the first song. And then okay. on the interface that shows you like the album um, um, art uh, or the cover, it then shows you that particular song, even though like the the audio file you're listening to is like 60 minutes long. You then uh-huh. at this particular timestamp see like what is the song that's playing now, and then it show you the lyrics for that. And when the song is over, you'll have then the host speaking a bit more, a bit more, a bit more, it goes in the direction of a podcast. So then it doesn't show any song; it just shows the um, cover from the show. And then they play a second song, and then again in that screen it says now this song is playing. And then they have a guest coming up, and they speak in a podcast-like format, and another song comes up. So it's kind of like redefining the formats of blending like a radio station some podcast type of thing and also showing songs okay um is this beats one or is this another type of service i'm not sure what is beats like can you explain beats one a bit further it doesn't ring a bell i th- when they launched apple music they were going to have this 24-hour radio station or three of these 24-hour radio stations and i'm sure no, they do because have of their that as well. partnership with beats it was called beats one Maybe I'll make like they do have they do have no no they do have these um always on uh, radio stations like one is called Apple Music One. So maybe that's maybe that's where I'm getting an updated yeah. version of what you have. Then they have Apple Music yeah. Hits and then also Apple Music Country. And they have like a two hour two hour blocks of, of different um um shows or focuses and then switches. I'm okay. not using so it in particular, but but yeah, that's also a thing. You liked it. Very good. Okay, yeah, so there's a bit of differences between the two uh, experiences, but uh, let's uh, click into uh, the negatives. And you didn't want to tell me your third one, or? Uh, Basically, um, what I was actually just thinking, I've paid more to Spotify than all albums I've ever bought, and I hope some of that money is actually translated to the artists that I'm listening to, and I think it is just, um, you know, it, it is an incredible service, probably the same as Apple Music. So it's not really a favorite feature of the app because, you know, it's just it's just great that you can have all the music that you want, you know, on your device that you want. They've just done a really good job. So, uh, but there's a lot of improvements they could be doing. For sure. We'll get to those in, uh, in a bit. But on a little side note, you can still buy albums, right? You can still go to marketplaces and purchase like a digital album of something. Is that a thing? Or am I making this up? Like on Prime or on Amazon or somewhere? You can buy things on uh, Apple, on um, not on Spotify. Or no, they were going to do something. 
Okay, now we're. Um, but the the challenge I also have with digital rights when you buy an album, I don't know if you know this, but when you die, you can't pass it on, right? And so it's very interesting. Yeah, so just because you buy it and you have it a digital license, it's actually not available to pass on. And I think um, this is the same with movies and all kinds um, in these digital ecosystems, because like you just in in when uh, you know my parents pass on, I'm going to inherit all this music that I've got to work out what to deal with. But it's just a shame that it can't be passed on. And I think you should be able to. So, yeah, that's an interesting challenge. Yeah. To overcome, yeah. Okay, all right. All right, uh, with that, maybe (laughs) we go to the things we don't like as much about uh, the services. Let's do it. All right, so on to the next section where we discuss some of the things we do not like about the apps. And uh, CK, why don't you go first this time? I've definitely got a few. Um, so whilst one of my positives about Spotify that it was available on all my devices, it's also so annoying having other people mess with them. So like in the house that I have, like, as I said, it's tied to the Alexa. Um the problem is, is then like everyone's using it and then it stuffs up my recommendations. So that is super annoying. Here is an answer okay. from an Alexa Answers contributor that I translated. You can use... There you go. You did say it very, very, very quietly. I thought you wouldn't catch it because also before you did mention it in a very loud voice and it didn't react. So, <laughs> hope you haven't done that for the listeners at home. Yeah. <laughs> good good um yeah i was looking at the at the plans that apple provides and then there's also like a family sharing plan and they do say like we have clearly split profiles and recommendations for each of the users and so on and so forth but i guess yeah you still need to be proactively choosing the profiles making sure you're listening to the right ones because as soon as you start going into something requesting a song the whole thing messes up right I think if you have the Apple uh, speaker, then you can like log into it as your with your iPhone. Um, and it, are they doing voice recognition? Maybe so it knows that it's you versus someone else. Or if not, they should be doing it. Yeah, could be an interesting feature. Yeah, I know. I know the A thing that I have um, does do voice recognition, but the Spotify account is still tied just to the one plan. So you've got this challenge of multiple users across multiple devices, right? Yeah. yeah. So they've got to fix that. Got to fix that. Okay. Good. With uh, with Apple Music, I'm maybe it's just me as a as a as a listener, as a specific listener, but I I don't get like what is the 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 value pr- proposition? Like, what's the thing about like Apple Music that makes it special? Like with Spotify, I have this image of this brilliant. Um, playlists that you can curate, that you can share, that you can follow, you know, create a shared playlist with your friends ahead of a party and so on. With Apple Music, I use it for just listening to my tracks. But then they do have these, the, again, the radio stations, they do have the um, even some video content on there as well, like some interview formats of sorts. Um, they have like all these recommendations and top playlists from different countries, different genres and so on. 
well, what's the thing about Apple Music that makes it special is uh, my question. And that's my, I know it's not a particular feature I don't like, but it's just like the, the wider, like what's the value proposition here? I, th I think Spotify is also, also, yeah, it does because, you know, they've got into podcasts. They didn't need to go into podcasts, right? Because, you know, podcasts were always done via RSS feeds and so on, but now they did these exclusive licensing. And this is actually one of my pet hates um, that I have. I just want to listen to my podcasts on, I actually prefer the Apple Podcasts app. You know, I kind of don't want it in Spotify. Um, Interesting. Just, yeah, just because of the way I prefer listening to podcasts. Um, and the fact that they're in there now doing exclusive licensing, I don't want to have to have five apps and like sport have to pay for that service over there for that podcast, pay over here for that podcast, you know? So, uh, Yeah. Not a fan yeah, of that. Yeah, yeah, you said it. You got it with streaming of like live streaming of sports events. It's just, I think this is like the universal direction we're moving towards in any possible content related service. I think. I think this. Uh, the obviously they're doing this to try and lock you know consumers like me in um, and get you to switch over for Joe Rogan or whoever. Um, but obviously that hasn't worked, right? Um, mm. So I think that these licensing deals might be uh, might be going away. That's my prediction. Let's see. Okay, right. another pain another pain point of Apple. Oh, me again. Oof. Um I think the user experience uh is is like there is some lags for sure. Like sometimes you would open I'll be being on there's five tabs or so and I'll be on my, my library tab and then for no apparent reason it just switches to the browse tab, loads it for ages and it's not it's not premium or nice, I would say. It's very also like the content is scattered all over. So like I remember using Google Play music back in the days, sometimes when I was studying, I would just need some focus music. And then I could simply go to like browse by mood, this is your studying, relaxation, focus music, whatever, put on a playlist. On the Apple music, you yeah, actually need to click on on the browse tab, like scroll all the way down find it the categories are like limited and not very clear to me and a bit hidden they also use a lot of different components in the in their ui so one would like on the same tab they would have a you no know, um, horizontal carousel like a category list a a vertical list like an app store with like three um categories that are scrollable so it's super confusing all in all i find maybe it's just me being not good enough to to figure out a way around it but it's very very uh, confusing, I would say. So that's like this, this UX overhaul might be needed. I, th I think the UX of Spotify is pretty good because there's a lot of um, there's a lot of features in there, and of course you're know, trying to find things. But I say that some of my suggestions are very hidden in in, and you've really got to be a real pro user to know where they where they are. So I think it maybe is just a challenge for the UX designers. Maybe in, a, maybe in a future episode we could get one of the uh, UX designers that we may know to uh, to come on and tell us the challenges they have. Interesting one. Interesting one. All right. What about your second pain point? Um, this one was all on dance music, which is just never solved. Like typically, um, there will be like a dance, like an hour long music set, and then it gets chopped up into songs. And then if it's in a party mix, it kind of then doesn't nicely fade in and out. It's still part of the previous mix of the last song right so it just has this horrible clash 
And so I've, I think dance music has never been solved. Do you get what I mean? Interesting. Uh, I don't because that's not necessarily my type of music, but <laughs> I feel your pain when you talk about yeah. it. Yeah. And the other, another one is um, with the, the DJ software I have, it used to be able to connect to Spotify. That was another pro feature. And so you could easily start mixing your favorite songs. But they have taken this out. And I can only imagine it's just because there's so many like DJs, you know, around the world just connecting to their Spotify and, you know, at pubs and, and clubs. And it's just, you know, for, for, for casual party fun DJs, why did they take that? Why, why are they stopping me access my music on this service? You know? Yeah. Yeah. But I can see all like the royalties, licensing fees that are related to this. If you operate outside of your fun times, room but then like going to pops concerts or, or events right um yeah the fun police so again what happens there is you're just going to get people's uh stop bootlegging the experience or they, they should be able to work out that it's a home a home setup maybe uh versus a huh, okay. put, lo- put, put, put location on it as a detection are they in a nightclub <laughs> therefore oh. stop the feature there you go solved some nightclubs are in basement, so they've got some problems with uh, location <laughs> services as well. Okay. We'll leave that problem to solve for, for the product managers at Spotify. <laughs> Good. Yeah. Uh, I'll go again then. So um, you have a download limit of 5,000 songs. And I know this. So you can save songs uh, locally, right? Uh-huh. And I have some playlists which I guess I just have automatically saving to my device. And so I've easily hit this 5,000 limit and it's super annoying. Basically, because I've had eight years of Spotify, it's all a freaking mess. You know, I mean, playlists from the old days and then some downloads. Um, Maybe I just need to pay someone to clean up my Spotify. But uh, (laughs) why this cat? How much are you paying? I'll do it for you. (laughs) Interesting. I, I, 5,000 songs is a lot, but maybe it isn't. I have not run into this at, at Apple Music yet, but also I'm not saving too crazy locally. So, uh, interesting one. I did realize once my Spotify was like 20 or 30 gigabytes, and then it was like taking up a fair amount of the phone. <laughs> <laughs> and so it's well, like I need to unsubscribe from that. I don't want the 5,000 songs. I just want the, like, the last, hun- you know, the, you know, these playlists, just give me the, like, 100 of them, you know. Top twenty percent, yeah. Yeah. Okay, cool. And my third one, I had a few more, but we've talked about like you. Interesting, you said you would like to have podcasts and songs separated. I put it like me will be good to have them in one place. It's an Apple service, but then yeah, we're coming back into the discussion of like the yeah, exclusives, like Spotify exclusive, Apple Music exclusives, and so on. And so like yeah, have a whole issue with with podcasts. So let's not get into this too much detail but um it, for me maybe it's not necessarily apple music but a universal challenge is like sharing the music you listen to with your friends so like now if i like a song and I'd like to share it with you um and you don't have apple music i think there's some sort of preview of some sort or something but there's no easy way that you can take the song that i shared with you and edit your playlist if you like in spotify right or uh-huh. again same thing if sometimes i'd be invited to a house party and then the host would be like you know this is the playlist we're throwing together and then everyone can uh, pitch in a few songs so add yours 
like, oh, <laughs> too much effort, like to create an account, looking through a web browser and Spotify at in a limited way at songs to there. So this cross streaming services compatibility, I think is a challenge. And may, I think there's some apps for that or some services where you can, like it does link like a Apple link to Spotify, uh, to a, yeah, to a Spotify song, but not sure. Yeah, definitely, definitely a pain point. I haven't experienced this myself, but I could imagine if I was to go to an, uh, some Apple employees parties, then uh, my Spotify connection probably won't work. <laughs> um, so I think uh, that, it, that, yeah, that whole sharing concept, you, you'd like to think that it shouldn't matter what you share, they should be, they should be able to connect. Um, it should be like if it's my party and I'm creating a Spotify shared playlist that anyone can then uh, contribute to, right? You shouldn't need to have Spotify that. yourself. Yeah. And maybe it is this way, but it's just like too much of a of a like me without a Spotify app, without a Spotify account, it's too much of a hustle to to like go through this thing and then yeah, you know. Well, we maybe this will be on your new idea list. So uh maybe without <laughs> skipping a, a beat, let's uh hop over to the new ideas. <laughs> Okay, so we've heard some of the stuff we like about Spotify and Apple Music, some of the stuff we don't like, but are there some new ideas that we could come up with, try and get those product owners at both platforms to kick in, take the lead? Let's see. So, Oscar, if you want to go first, what's your... I'm smiling because I'm very... You're you're proud of this one, are you? Yeah? Okay. I'm, I'm eagerly awaiting and I'm sure our listeners are. What's the gold idea? The problem about this idea is it's implemented already as a final preparation. So I talked about it a little bit up front uh, with, and you said it like singing in the shower, but I like the lyrics. I like singing sometimes. I like singing when I'm maybe by myself, but also at some, you know, parties, it has come to a few points where it's like all these like karaoke classics come on from like Queen to ABBA and what have you. And then the whole crowd starts singing. So why isn't there like a karaoke feature? Uh, in Apple Music because they're so good already with the lyrics. Makes total sense, yeah. Makes total sense, and I was so proud I was going to suggest it. Turns out, Apple Music introduced a new feature just recently that's called Apple Music Sing. And the reason Uh I haven't found out about it naturally is because apparently it's not enabled yet for my account for whatever reason, even though my device technically qualifies. But what it does is you can go into, like I said before, like the lyrics of a song. You can switch to that view. And in there, you can basically tune down. You have a separate volume uh, bar. And you can tune down the vocals. Brilliant. Of a okay. particular, of that singer. And so suddenly you just have the instrumental song part and the lyrics in front of you. So you can sing. You can still keep the, their voice there just a bit quieter or you can still have it all the way up or you can make it disappear completely and sing to the lyrics and to the song without having the artist disturb you How Brilliant. Is that? that is a great uh, feature um, i'm sure there's a lot of karaoke lovers out there who would appreciate that cool ah, no i like it super good it's super good and so yeah they do say it's it's available um, um now but for some reason 
I don't have it yet on on my device. Um, even though it's updated with its version, what have you? Let's see. So, similarly, my gold idea also I've discovered exists. So I thought I came up with solving one of the problems I see a lot, which is being able to listen to the same song with your friends at the same time. Uh-huh. Sounds super obvious, but like quite often you might be, let's say, sitting on a train carriage or whatever together, and maybe it'd be nice just to be able to listen and sync up. So you're both listening to the, the same tune and playlist. Anyway, I thought this was going to be the groundbreaking idea, and I then have discovered it does exist in the app. So they released this, uh, I think it was in 2020, um, but it's so hidden, you just don't eat. That's why I'm saying it. I've never heard anyone use this feature, but you can only, you can only do it to eight people. Okay, so eight, eight people. Um, and they weigh, the way they sell it is that you can um, do it with your friends nearby, but also it could be that you could do it with your parents and um, in another country just because you want to listen to the same thing at the while you're both cooking or something like this. Can you come up with a scenario, like a real real life scenario where this is Well, that was their that was their scenario on their website, but my ultimate scenario is silent disco. Ah. Have you ever have you have you ever been to a silent disco? Yes, yes, I have checked out one once. Right. So for listeners who don't know, just um, imagine a room completely silent, but everyone is listening to the music on their headphones. Now, you know, those house parties you go to where, you know, the neighbors are getting pissed off, the um, uh, the police are coming around because of the noise. Just imagine, right, let's put on my own silent disco. Everyone then puts on, listens to their headphones. Yeah. What do you think? I think so. When the police still shows up because of all the food stamping around, <laughs> it'll be a weird side. <laughs> like eight people. <laughs> and only eight, yeah? So you cannot invite more than eight people. You can only invite people that do have a Spotify account. <laughs> yeah, that's right. To your party. That's the pre-qualifier. Cool people. But the um, but they're, they're currently capped at eight. My silent disco would be up to unlimited number. So that's their enhancement that they've got to do. It's it's I like it. I like it. I think silent disco is a prime use case for that. But apart from that, I don't see, especially if you're in different locations, in what scenario you'd be like listening to. Oh, on, on a plane, you, you know, you say next to your partner or your friend, or when you just listen to tunes together. With noise but you're again headphones. physically together. Uh, I'm meaning of like you're in country A and you have someone else in country B. And I yeah. try to link up. Just cannot imagine that. Okay. But, but silent disco is a good one. Okay. Uh, your second new idea for Apple Music. It's something I I need your brain to help me like write this idea out. But basically, it's it's modes. You know how on um on with the newest iOS update on your iPhone, you can create different lock screens for different uh-huh. purposes and different mm-hmm. situations. It's kind of like having either a blend of like different content, but also different interfaces. For different modes. So let's say there's three modes, easy ones, driving in a car, um, party, and listening at work or while you're studying. Right. And, and based on that mode that you've chosen or it automatically detects you're in your office or you're moving in a car or you're at home and it's Friday late night, whatever, uh, it switches to that mode. So then because each mode has then their own distinct features. Like in the car, I want to have big controls 
and easy navigation in the app as opposed to like trying to type or search something, of course, right? Don't type and, and drive, uh, of course, people. Uh, but that's one. At the party, you want to have some more like, like maybe like playlist creation is a bigger focus of like adding new, new songs to the playlist or the karaoke feature that I just described. Um, at work, you might have some minimalism aspects there. So you just like can easily choose between focus playlists and so on. You know what I'm getting? Uh, it just makes total sense. Um, it, it is silly that they don't have this. Um, so I think this is totally right. Inaudible, it does have a car mode. And it just makes big buttons. Do you know what I mean? So just these three buttons, perfect. Maybe on Apple Music and CarPlay, it also has a slightly different UI. In CarPlay, yes. But again, like, of course, every new car comes with CarPlay. But when I'm still having my phone it, in, like, a phone holder there, it's just the phone that I'm using and not any but, other. But, but you're right. Like, um, yeah, at a party... You don't want to accidentally flick onto podcasts and ruin the party just because someone's accidentally clicking on the wrong button. You just want to have a nice, simple UI. Next song, next song, next song. And you can't just... Press on you it can't... and, like, it's just playing. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. So, yeah, I think that's a great one. So uh, Spotify doesn't have that. So uh, Spotify and Apple Music product owners, races on. My second one, which is also one which I have found also somewhat exists is show me where my artists are playing, like what, where their gigs are, right. And access the merchandise. Um, because for me, it's not obvious it's there. Spotify knows my artists. So just give me one page or by the way, you know, latest tickets coming up for this band or DJ, like, make it super easy for me. So there is a live events section, which they recently renamed to, um, to, to like live events hub, which you can only get to by searching for it in the songs, in the song, in the so song box. And then it actually does have quite a nice um, list. So I saw like Madonna is coming to Amsterdam in December. Nice. Uh, Beyonce is also coming to Amsterdam, um, but it doesn't have all it doesn't have all artists. So I don't know where they're getting this content from, but maybe they should make it super easy to, uh, for their, you know, for bands and DJs to list their gigs and merchandise. So. Interesting. So I create like a marketplace and then expand into tickets as well and just get that whole share onto Spotify. Yeah. Well, I mean, um, that makes sense and it helps the artists and the bands make more money. And so, uh, yeah, why not? Okay, let's not get into this into, into any further, but uh, I think it's an interesting idea and has some potential around it as well. Um, not only to Spotify, right, but it can also be applied to Apple Music uh, in a similar similar gesture. Good, good. My third one is around playlists. Um, either it's me or it's the UX that I described with Apple Music. It's just like sorting songs of like play next, play last, uh, skip, and so on. It's just too confusing. So. A, a nice way to create playlists, add songs to the playlist and the go. I think with Spotify, <laughs> I'm referring to all my friends like who have Spotify and then like, hey, just swipe here, swipe here for like having it play last. This one's going to play the next song in the queue. It's just not as intuitive on, on Apple Music, unfortunately. So just make that uh, a bit more fluid, uh, a bit more nicer. And, and I think that would make my life uh, easier because even if I want to create a playlist, it's just this steps of like, 
put in the name description, not description, but like name. It's not obvious because it then suddenly takes the name of the first song that you add to the playlist. Uh-huh. Like then suddenly the playlist is called this artist's playlist just because it's the first song you've added to it. Just, right. Ugh. The UX uh, needs yeah. to be solved. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. What about yours? Do you have a third one? Um, this is an add-on to the listen and sync, which you said you don't like. Okay. But uh, this one is a new one. I haven't found it anywhere yet, but it's to add mic access as well. So you're listening at the moment when you're like with friends on a train or whatever, you want to talk to someone, you then have to uh, pause the music, like take the headphone out to, to talk to each other, right? Well, if you're back on the sync mode, why not have a button like walkie-talkie where I can then just like, <laughs> I press the button and I can record, I just say something and then it just comes through your uh, earphones. Like it's super annoying everyone else in the carriage, but you, do you get what I mean? Okay, so is it like, it's actually, it's not just dimming the music and enables listening through headphones, it actually transmits the sound from your mic through the World Wide Web to their <laughs> that's, that's right. It could be like in an office environment, right? So if you're you know, you're listening to music, maybe it's not in sync, but you're both there, right? Like it's uh-huh. like a Slack huddle, but while you're listening to music, so you could then like, hey, you know, by the way, we're going for lunch in 15 minutes without having to... <laughs> wow. Okay. It's interesting idea <laughs> this way i find it hard to find like real life scenarios for for using it or you know even like what's the issue with taking off the headphones and speaking to your friends directly oh exactly that is the problem because it's off on I off on off on like a yeah. like a yo-yo all right so you might not like this one but luckily this show isn't just about you and i okay uh, our listeners can uh, visit elonsbacklog.com where they can see these ideas that we've just been uh, talking about. And um, of course they can like them. And if you are listening to this and you've got a better idea or we've inspired you, feel free to add it there and uh, we might talk about it in the next episode. And the time has come to wrap up our fourth episode on Spotify and Apple Music. So, dear listeners, as CK said, please do go to elonsbacklog.com, upvote or downvote our proposals, our ideas, and, of course, add yours. And, uh, yeah, who knows? We might pick yours and uh, try to break it down uh, in the next episode. Now to the most important thing. We have our dinosaur wisdom uh, coming from CK himself in this episode, and there's two points that I took out from me, CK. One is... Timing is everything, but what's the learning here? You can't really time it, right? If either the timing's right or it's not. Well, the, as a product owner, you might have come up with the best idea and the best feature, and you you drop it and you and you push it, and maybe the audience isn't ready. And it doesn't mean it's a bad idea. It's just about maybe timing it and and then launching it in the future. One uh, one example could also be like face id or face recognition when you walk into a uh, into a store in china that might be an expectation of the market that why the hell doesn't this app or company have this expect expectation whereas in europe everyone would no 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 longer go into your store if they were recognizing you 
without consent. So sometimes it could be just timing of market or industry. So uh, that's the learning there. Yeah, definitely agree. And then the second one is, uh, yeah, to keep in mind the hardware uh, speed limitation of a building product. So that was the example when you said waiting 30 minutes to download an MP3 file is not the best experience there. So just make sure you build products that, you know, don't make the users angry, don't make them wait for too long and don't annoy them. Very straightforward, isn't it? Yeah. I mean, I still hear today people go, oh, people won't download an app because they don't have enough. They're not connected to Wi-Fi. People's LTE connections is faster than Wi-Fi, right? So um, they, that's the sound of the gong, it sounded like. Uh, um, <laughs> but people's speeds are, you know, and everyone is getting bigger storages and things. So the uh, I think these uh, myths of, you know, these limitations are going to be busted. So uh, rock on. Rock on. That's a good one. And with that, uh, we're coming to our closing. Thanks a lot, dear listeners, and we'll see you in our next episode. Thank you. See you then. Thank you.